0: Hello, everyone. This is Georgiana with a new episode of Employer Branding the Inside podcast today featuring someone from the United States. Her name is Gabriela Lopez Vieira. Did I say it correctly, Gabriela? Yes. And she as an Employer Branding Specialist at Invent. Actually, she is the first guest from a larger um, batch, if I can say that, of guests of guests from the US where we'll be trying to investigate what employer branding looks like and what and how companies um, do it so to say welcome Gabriela so much thank you so much for being with us today please tell me a little bit about what Invent does as a
1: company okay thank you (laughs) now I'm feeling more nervous like what a huge responsibility but hi I'm I'm Gabby you can call me Gabby Gabriela Gabby um, so, I work as Employer Branding Specialist at an event and so I work as a part of the People and Culture team, which means that I'm basically inside the HR department. And well, my, my main duties, as, as I can say, is to create and develop projects that can contribute uh, mainly with the, um, to create brand awareness. Uh, to my company, so that in a very, very near future, I I hope so, people will connect the name of the company and think like, wow, in event is this amazing place this amazing, fast growing startup, and I truly want to work with them. Um, So, I mean, this is basically what I do when it comes to like a regular job description. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I guess this is like the the basic thing.
0: Exactly. I I told you before we started how we, uh, we are trying to understand what happens the more we go towards the Western hemisphere, because I feel sometimes that there's a lot of talk here in Berlin, especially and and in Germany about the importance of maintaining a good company culture and doing employer branding consistently. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen to the scale that I would have wished that it happens or that some people claim it does so this is why I'm, I'm trying to investigate and understand a little bit how things happen in in the united states so basically we want to know everything about what you do <laughs> as a, as an employer branding specialist we want to know how your role is different from the ones that are um, currently uh, present in europe so i'm wondering what does a typical day look like what are your main
1: duties and responsibilities Yes. Um, so as you said, my company is based in it's from New York. We have an office in Atlanta, but with the pandemic, we became fully remote, which is amazing. So my day my day to day life is great because I do love remote work, and we have people from many different places, uh, such as Nigeria, Africa, Brazil. Um, U.S. We have some people from U.K., so it's a very diverse company. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, my main duty is to create brand awareness. But what I do is to, to create projects that can that can grow and get people to really to really know the company. So, for example, we were discussing before. So my company has this this summit, this retreat that we do like every year. So this year was yeah. the first one in person because of the pandemic. So um, brand, I think that brand starts when you read a job description and you're like engaged to work with with this mm-hmm. specific company. So I think that when it comes to employer branding, you can start with the job title, job description, and promoting uh, an opening, to, you can go like a hundred ways after that.
0: I am so happy you mentioned job description and job ad because we actually recently wrote an article and I also posted it on LinkedIn about how most job ads look like like a grocery list. It's like all companies yes. in use the same template for their job ads and they, they don't really send a specific message or any particular message they're all written in the same way and it's just it's disappointing sometimes when you read um this sort of content so i'm really really happy happy that you mentioned that i'm also curious to know would you say you work more with recruitment or with the marketing department
1: so um for sure recruitment but uh, for example job description It's something that i would never do it without the help from the marketing department so i believe that as an employer branding i have to establish a great communication between the marketing department the talent acquisition the learning and development so as i said we are working on this project to try to have these really great job descriptions and not even that like we're working on the recruitment marketing to develop Mm -hmm. these, these nice emails for people because it's so frustrating when you're trying to apply to a job and then you listen nothing about it and you receive just that email, okay, we got your application, nice, way to go. But then you get so so frustrated, so we're trying to create a better communication with the people that we're trying to recruit. So of course, recruitment, but I mean, there's no way to talk about brand without talking about marketing. So just try to, to to work together as, as a team. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And if you were to choose between the two, would you say it's 60% recruitment, 40% marketing, or is it
1: the other way around? Uh, so no, so more, more recruitment for sure, because nowadays I'm, I'm working with the the careers pages that we have. So I'm working with our Instagram careers, so TikTok and other social mm-hmm. media. So, recruitment, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: how important are the company values and do you include them in the recruitment process in
1: any way? Um, so we have these different values that we use. Uh, I mean, for example, I even have like this, this board here that I have my values. So it's like urgency merits, keep learning on it. But, During the recruitment, I think that the one that really stands out is the freedom one, because I see that now with the pandemic, a lot of companies are asking to to go back to office or working on a hybrid way. So to really have this 100% freedom work from everywhere and you can work in different time zones. So these kinds of things, we usually have this process where we ask our candidates to, to create something so we usually try to think of um like challenges that we can really we can really integrate with our day to day work. So I think mm-hmm. that they are so very, very aligned.
0: Exactly, you don't just let them there hanging these empty concepts that become devoid of meaning at some point. Right.
1: Yes, yes
0: or at least to try you try to you know what uh gabby i I went over the careers page um of your company and i have to say it's one of the most extensive career pages i looked at recently which made me very happy um and i also like the inclusion of ash this character that i found very personal and creative at the same time i'm really curious what's the story of ash and how do potential candidates uh, respond to this concept?
1: Yes. Um, So, Ash is our um, genderless mascot. And the idea came because the company, um, especially the CEOs, they were looking for something and someone that could be um, everyone and everything that shows inclusion. Um, So, Ash represents all of the peoples and all of the nations. And so he wears this this suit, this uh astronaut suit, because then it's open for you to imagine that he's able to wear any kind of different clothes and hangs different um, sayings. So basically we we with Ash we just want to, to represent inclusion. So our brand always goes around Ash. So when we have to develop different kind of, of gifts um and different kind of emails and things, we always try to include Ash as the as the, the, the voice of the company to talk with people mm-hmm. from, from outside. Like so Ash is the first one to the first image that, that you get and he's always on the onboarding the one month anniversary. He's he's always there. So he's a part mm-hmm. of the company.
0: That's so nice. I think it's it's really intriguing and and playful at the same time it was a really really good idea it sort of personalizes the brand in a way to to newcomers and to people who check the careers page to see what the company is about um i'm wondering i'm really really curious based on your knowledge in your role so far how extended would you say the role of employer branding manager is in the states at the moment so, uh,
1: I, I mean, I cannot say for, for, for all of it, of course, but from what I believe employer branding is all about, and as you say, that's why I think I am more about recruitment and more about people and culture than marketing, because I believe that when it, when it comes to the end of it, like it goes down to people. So as an employer branding, I want the employees to feel appreciated to have fun at the job, to really, uh, to really like what they're doing. So, uh, for, for example, uh, we, when we went to our summit, we were at this amazing resort and having fun and people at the resort, the, the actual guests, they would come to us and say like, what's going on? What is this all about? They, they even wanted to participate to our own activities because they felt like, what, what is happening? Because we are a startup, so we have a lot of young people and I mean, so to have a happy employee, I think this is this is the recruitment marketing. This becomes the recruitment marketing because um I think we have a lot of word word of mouth marketing because, for example, um, I entered the company because I had this friend working there, and she was like, "This company is so much mm-hmm. fun, we have a lot of nice um happy hours, the job is amazing, so we have to go there." So inside our company, we have a lot of people, there friends, and we even have like families. So we have sisters that work together. So I think that when you treat people like people, when you treat them well, um, you just go, you have like, you know, you have people saying good things about your company and people wanting to, to join them. Exactly. And I think that you're right in
0: saying that it it doesn't really matter if you have the role in place or if what you do is actually called employer branding, as long as there's good word of mouth, good marketing in your recruitment brand, for sure things are going the way they should be. I
1: agree. Yes, exactly. For example, uh, we have this monthly happy hours and every event that we organize because um, I think that um, to, to have events is something that it's really good for, for brand awareness and even in recruitment. We had this this hackathon um, event this month for young developers, so they really enjoyed the event and were like, "This company is amazing. you want to work with us." So for every mm-hmm. event, we have these different gifts that we, we create, the swag bags with different branded items. So my family it's like, "You only have things from your company, like t-shirts and mugs and everything like." <laughs> you're sponsored by your company i'm like yes so those small things i think created the word of mouth the word of mouth you know marketing
0: and for sure it's something that every company would wish for in Mm. the end um coming back to the career page that i mentioned previously there's a sentence there which drew my attention and it says behind every successful company is a brilliant
1: team how would you describe a brilliant team so we have this this value from our company, which is disagree and commit and together as one. So I think they really they really I like this brilliant team because we have people from everywhere. So it's good because I don't know, sometimes I work in a certain way. As you said, I have this this mindset from the place places that I worked before in companies that I worked before. So I think to have uh, a different um, environment with all of different cultures. This brings like so much to to our daily day work because we can have um, different kind of of agendas mixed together. So then we can how can I um, say we can include everyone. So then if we don't even have to, to say that. it just see the picture of of our company when, and we're like, whoa, they're very inclusive because they have so many different people and mm-hmm. and I think and it's there's different... in diversity I also agree with that yeah yes yes so one thing is when you are a company and you are trying to show that you are diverse and inclusive but when you actually see that on a day-to-day basis, you see that how how rich that can be to have different people so to have someone from from Venezuela posting something on Slack like today on Venezuela it's this this holiday and you wouldn't even know because I mean we have such a rush day and sometimes we don't even so it's, it's just it's just great to have inclusion and like a diverse team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah and I'm, I'm sure it's something that not all companies manage to to do successfully unfortunately We'll have an episode specifically on diversity in a few weeks and we'll we'll explore it exactly. We'll explore it more in depth at the time. Nice. Um, yes, I will, hopefully. I want gonna... to watch
1: that. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, given your experience in audiovisuals and creative arts, how creative would you say employer branding initiatives must be to succeed?
1: So, I think that to to be creative, it's something that most people say, like you need to be creative, but uh, as we were talking before, for example, I do not have um, access and knowledge to all of our budgets. but I think that's a nice thing because when you try to be creative and work with the least possible, so as as I said, I'm from Brazil, so I'm pretty much used to working with a really small budget. So that's when you need to get creative to think of like, think outside the box and to think of, okay, so how can we, we send a message, how can we create projects that benefit everyone? For example, now we are developing this recycling project. So we are thinking of ways to make it global, to, to bring people outside the company. So I think that. Creativity is just to to have a different way of showing things that people are always are always expecting. So, I mean, I love this theme about creativity. So I could be here the whole day discussing. (laughs) So it's just like to to think different. So to think about people's needs and to getting that together with okay. So, but how can we how can we do it? Because when you think of when you think like a global scale. Sometimes it's it's so hard to think of project, like for example, we have this APAC team and we were like, okay, so how can we manage to, to let them feel inclusive? Can we, can we do like a happy hour outside of our working hours and then combining a time zone to how can we get to know them better? So that's it. I think it's getting what people need and really just about communicating, you know?
0: I agree. I agree, and I think in the, in the end, when you care about the people, I think budgets don't really matter that much anymore. Because on the one hand, you can people can see that you care about them, and so they're going to create or engender altogether this amazing culture in which everyone's gonna thrive. And then, secondly, you'll you'll figure something out if you're really up for it, and if you really feel like you belong somewhere. Yes. Exactly. Um, we are approaching the end of our discussion, which I found very, very interesting and really different in many ways from what we usually uh, cover when my guests are from from Bucharest or from Berlin or, you know, from from Europe, and I'm so happy about it. I have one one bonus question, if you'd like,
1: yeah. <laughs> if I can call it this
0: <laughs> I uh, I saw something on your LinkedIn profile that attracted my attention, and that regards emotional intelligence, and that got me thinking: How can you engender or how can you create facilitate emotional intelligence at work? Is this something? Is there something you can look at or do specifically in that direction?
1: Um. So I, I think that. I'm really glad that with the whole pandemic where people had to go back to their home, I think that we start discussing um, like to to have a safe environment to to think about mm-hmm. your mental health uh, and how this is important because unfortunately, I saw a lot of a lot of friends going to to burnout. so, I think that nowadays it's, it's super important to feel like you have a place where you can, you can, you can really be yourself and be a human being, because as a human, mm-hmm. we have like, we have days and days. And I think that the most important thing is communication. Because sometimes I was just telling a friend because uh, I we spent I spent a whole year at my company only talking with people through Slack and to Google Meetings. And sometimes you mm-hmm. don't quite understand people's tone of tones So you're like, is, is that person being rude to me? I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's, I don't know. So when we all met on this, this summit that we hosted from, from my company, and you really got to know people, you were like, oh, so no, just like, it's their way of that's Oh, so <laughs> that's where Oh, okay. So no, well, she's just like this. She just doesn't usually smile. He's shy or something like that. The person is like this. So I think the most important thing is to 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 respect, to have like respect, to communicate well. And I mean, I'm, what can I say? I'm, I'm super young. Why can I, why do I know about emotional intelligence? But I think that when you when you yeah. went acknowledge that the other person is a human being, and you just need to treat them with respect and communicate well, I think that's that's the way you go. Um, I have, uh, I responded to the HR manager, and she's, it's really open to like, so how are you today? Are you are you feeling okay? Do you want to have like some days off? So what's going on? Do you need to, to prepare yourself? Do you have a task? Do you? So I think it's to... Of course, we are all working towards the same goal. We want our company to succeed. We want to to be happy to everybody wants to, to be happy and everything. But I think it's just to acknowledge that you're talking to a human being, because I think sometimes we get lost because we are like in LinkedIn and seeing just photos and pictures and articles and people saying a lot of stuff. But sometimes you forget that that's a human being on the other side of that computer. So. I don't know, I think it's just to try to to communicate, to respect and to to create a connection. That's basically, which Mm -hmm. is pretty hard, like, thing like that seems easy, but sometimes it's,
0: I don't know, I think that's... I think it's, well, being human, it's about being human and being kind in the end and always thinking about the other's perspective as well, not only about yours. And that boils down to empathy in the end i think so if we were all just a little bit more empathetic i think there would be much less conflict and much less burnout and yeah much much fewer problems when it comes to um employees nowadays i i totally agree with what you said yes cool. well this is it actually i'm sorry
1: I do you. you wanted to add something yeah no no but yes i mean um I think you would be better to, to, to talk about that than, than myself. I, but it's crazy to think that because at, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was kind of romantic about the whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to go through this and become like better to each other because you saw a video of someone singing to yeah. someone from a window and people being so kind and so nice because we were all going through this huge thing together. But Then you go to the end of a pandemic and then you see a war coming up, and it's just it's just crazy to think that it's just like what's going on like it's but... gone
0: worse, fortunately. yes, I... but I think the the least we can do is just try to be kind to each other and influence as much as we can in our own little environments, right? There's not much we can do on a macro yes. level,
1: fortunately, and be kind to ourselves because sometimes yeah, yes. We we forget that fear. Also, sometimes you also need like that's okay. Okay, you can you can cry today. It's okay. Don't don't worry. <laughs> to respect I was reading ourselves.
0: Exactly. I was reading something on the topic on LinkedIn a few days ago. This woman saying that every morning she tries to only set up some realistic objectives for herself. Like what are the three or two little things that are attainable. In one day because we all have bad days and we all have days when we look at our to-do lists and we're like no way i'm gonna be able to do that and then we feel bad about ourselves and we lose perspective and we lose track of like you said being kind to to ourselves but yeah i'm i'm sort of divagating a little bit but to conclude this been really really fun and really interesting and useful i'm i'm hoping for everybody and um i wish you good luck with an event and in your personal life, of course.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so, so, <laughs> thank you so much, so much for inviting me. This was amazing, a nice discussion. And I hope to watch all of the episodes from this season. And thank you so much. Thank you.
0: This was Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and content on employer branding related things on employerbranding.tech. Until the next time, stay tuned. Bye!